0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode number 45 of the zoomer sports radio as always i'm your host andrew moody and today i'm back for the first time in three months with the podcast and i'm joined by two special guests i'm joined by glenbard west basketball players and division one commits Braden huff and caden pierce how are you guys doing tonight
1: doing good how are you
2: great man good to see you
0: awesome to have you guys on and uh for all of you guys tuning in, I'm sure you want to know why. We're talking the Sierra Canyon game and how these guys got ready for it. So, basically, how did you guys get ready for the game? What what preparation did you do when you found out you were playing Sierra Canyon? Because you guys were originally scheduled to play Kenwood at Wintrust.
2: Yeah, uh, I'll start us off. So, I mean, basically our whole goal was, well, we were still trying to take it one game at a time, obviously, because... Uh, we found out, I think, two weeks before we played the actual game, um, so we still had plenty of games in between um, when we found out and when we actually played. So that was kind of our main objective, just to not overlook any of our opponents in between that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we kind of just took it as another game. Um, I know personally, I didn't. I didn't really watch any film until that day of um, just like I said, so we wouldn't overlook any opponents um, because we had York on that Friday night. Uh, And then once we, once we handled York, then I kind of sat down on Saturday morning, watched a whole lot of film. So.
1: Yeah. Like Caden said, we kind of took it one game at a time. Um, Coach, Coach O, our coach, he really was harping on not not looking forward to that game because we obviously knew it was, it was a big one and there was there was a lot of buzz going around the school about it, but um we just kind of needed to stay focused and take business with the games we had coming up and um we were able to do that and then once once we took care of business on Friday against York, we were we were able to kind of lock in and finally prepare for them.
0: You guys pretty much got a celebrity uh superstar treatment on the way to the game. You guys got a nice coach bus pick you up from Beaster. And then you had a nice walk through and shoot around on an arena court for the first time. How was like the hours before that game? How were you nervous? Were you confident? Were you locked in? How what was going through your mind then?
1: It was it was obviously really cool experience. Um, taking the bus down to the city, um, getting those first shots up on the on the DePaul court that was that was really cool. But um, going into walkthroughs, I think. I, I felt really confident. I felt like we were going to shoot the ball really well. And, um, I felt like with the guys we had, we, we match up with really, really any team in the country. Well, and I think every time we step on the court, we can compete with anyone. So, um, I was feeling confident. I knew it was gonna, we were going to be a lot of people there. And I think stepping in the arena, seeing all those seats and knowing that they'd be filled up was was it brought a little bit of nervousness, but I think it's more excitement. And I was, I think we were all kind of ready for that
2: moment. Yeah, like Brayden said, um, I felt super confident as well. But I would say the whole day leading up to it, I was more, um, more just excited that we finally got an opportunity to play a national powerhouse like Sierra Canyon. Um, and yeah, everything, everything that day was pretty cool. We got, like you said, a celebrity treatment. Uh, with the coach bus and the the shooter on beforehand and then we we went and got a meal at the hotel right next door so um, that was all cool and it was all not not very normal for us we're used to taking the yellow buses and kind of having our pregame snacks on our own Um, but it it was all super cool and like Brayden said walking into the arena for the first time uh, was kind of surreal just seeing like how big I know for myself I've never played in a arena that big so that was awesome to see uh just how big it was and it, it took a little bit uh to get used to the court but um we shot pretty well in the game so I'm pretty happy about it
0: so how awesome like was it to just like kind of like take in the moment of we're playing and we're gonna play in front of 10,000 plus screaming fans with I'd probably say 95 percent of the guys in there pulling for you And just like it was a college atmosphere and you guys are going to get that experience more in the future. So how was it with this team, with the guys you've played with since you were four or five years old to have this shared experience together?
2: Yeah, it was it was definitely super cool. Um, Like you said, it was it. We hopefully will get that experience in college, but just to have it with um, our childhood friends and our high school teammates is something special. And I don't think it happens very often um but yeah it was it was definitely super special to have all those seats filled and uh the majority of the fa- the crowd rooting for us uh to pull it pull that one out so it was awesome
1: yeah I mean you don't see many high school games like that filling up arenas and um I think to play in a game like that with like Ken said your, your childhood friends is is almost a dream come true you you, you kind of live for that moment and um especially a public school like us a a smaller public school you don't necessarily expect that moment but uh we were lucky enough we all we all put in the time and hard work and we were lucky enough when that opportunity presented itself we were we were able to take it and um yeah it was it was honestly stepping on that court and seeing all those people and knowing they were they were pulling for us it was it was it was awesome
0: you guys got to be at warm up and get ready into the Paul locker room, their clubhouse. Uh, what did coach O basically say, or give a rundown before the game to get you guys prepared to face Sierra Canyon?
1: Yeah. He just, he just obviously told us to, to lock in. I mean, we knew it was a big game and I don't think anybody had, had a lot of trouble with that, but um, we kind of went through the scouting report and kind of, um, Took in their personnel, and then we, we really just—he told us just to to trust the guys we were playing with. I mean, we've been we've been playing with them all season for for many years now, and um, I think we all we all kind of had that trust in each other and had that faith in each other going into the game, and we we really felt like we we stacked up well against them, and we really had a had a good chance.
2: Yeah, I would say um, we we did the same stuff we normally do. Um, as far as scouting report and personnel goes, um, but I would say his main message was just to have fun out there. Um, we, like we've never had this opportunity and pr- we won't probably ever have this again in high school, um, down to the state tournament, which I'm hoping we will, but, um, but yeah, I mean, his main message is just to have fun. So, um, and I think just walking out of that tunnel and just seeing that many people, um, and most of the people were in green was pretty cool. And um, I think I had a blast out there and I'm sure many other people did as well.
0: I, for one, for sure had a, bl- uh, for sure had a blast as I was able to have the opportunity to film you guys, get all access, record everything. As uh, I worked for sports center next that day. And I, f- I, g- I felt like you guys were like Tom Brady or LeBron James walking out tunnel, being able to film you guys there. I mean, yet you had high fives. From all the people, one and the whole student section was jumping down, doing Seven Nation Army, going crazy. Just, I got nerves. I got goosebumps from that. I just want to know how that, that, that just, those 30 seconds felt for
2: you. Yeah, definitely. uh, Running out of the tunnel at first was, was insane. Um, Like we were directly across looking into our student section. And just as soon as we ran out, everybody stood up and started going crazy. Um, and then just kind of like circling the court, just taking everything in was super cool. And, um, just, you could just feel an energy inside the arena that uh, I had never felt before. And it was, it was just super surreal.
1: Yeah. Like Caden said, um, running out, seeing our student section going crazy. was, it was unreal. And I mean, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now. It was, it was definitely one of the, the craziest experiences I've ever been a part of. And, um, for that to be a high school atmosphere, it's, it's almost unheard of. So um, to be a part of a game like that, it was, it was definitely special.
0: When you were on the court warming up, did it, ever, did it ever hit you like, oh, my God, especially when they came out of the tunnel? We're playing LeBron James, arguably one of the GOATs in the NBA, his son, and Amari Bailey, the top two player in your guys' class. Did you, was there any, like, starstruckness or just like, oh, my God, this is really happening?
1: I don't know if we were starstruck. I think we were excited for the opportunity. Obviously we, we knew the guys we were going against and obviously they've, they've gotten all this recognition that they, they deserve. I mean, they're, they're a great team. And, um, but I, I don't know. I don't think we were starstruck necessarily. I think we were more just excited for the opportunity. Um, Obviously, like I said, a great team, but we felt like we, we had had a good chance in the game and, we, it was really mostly about just seeing where we're at as a team and um, how we can compete against the, against the nation's top.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I would say um, the most unusual moment for me and kind of like starstruckness for me was um, when I went to the captain's meeting at center court. And it was me across from Brownie James and Amari Bailey and then like probably 50 cameramen around me. And uh, I mean, that was like, that kind of felt like a dream in and of itself. Um, but then after that moment, I was like, all right, like they're, they're 16, 17, 18 years old as well. Like they're just normal kids too. Um, so, I mean, I felt pretty confident going into that game and didn't feel too out of the ordinary.
0: And starting lineups happened. it was absolutely insanity. And we, as we get into the game, uh, Sierra Canyon won the tip. And then our for or Bronny junior hit a three for them. And then Ryan Renfro coming in with a very, very nice three pointer to start the game.
1: I mean, we've, we've been telling him to shoot that shot all year. If, if teams are going to give it to him, we have, we have trust in him and faith in him that he'll, he'll step up and knock it down. Um, sometimes, I mean, just being the friends we are with him, we'll give him, we'll give him a hard time here and there, but uh and yeah we we all have faith in him that he can step up and knock it down, and he had a couple in that game, and um it really showed all the work he's been putting in on that jumper and um is definitely paying off.
2: yeah, I mean we like Brayden said, we all have a ton of trust in him um he works just as hard as anybody on the team, especially on his jump shot, but just the the role he plays um in our offense he doesn't necessarily get, always get the opportunity to shoot threes. Um, And when, when he does, he's not, um, he hasn't taken a lot of shots outside of the paint. So it's, it's um, his percentages might not show how good of a shooter he actually is. So when he hit that first three, um, I think that settled the team down and it settled him down as well. And it, it, um, it definitely allowed us to kind of just play our game the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, definitely the look on his face when he hit that three, all the smiles. I mean, you could definitely tell it like amped him up and got ready to go. And then to follow it up, next, very next possession, Bobby, three on the wing, almost the similar spot as Renfro's to make it give you guys the lead six to five. Brayden, you also had a big three. Pax sent a big three. You guys were shooting well in that first quarter. Was, was it just like, all right, we're moving, just no more nerves. They're all out of the way. We're rolling. We're going to win this game.
2: That first quarter, it was definitely, um, we definitely hit a few shots, but they, I mean, they, they stayed right with us and uh, I think we only had a lead one time in that first quarter. Um, so they certainly shot the ball. Well, um, I think the the pace was a little faster than we were expecting. Um, so I know for me, I was a little tired, uh, a little more tired than I normally get at, at that four minute timeout. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like you said, we settled in early and, um, I think those threes that we had early early on really settled all of us down.
1: Yeah, it was it was definitely nice to see some of those shots uh early go in. Um, like Caden said though, they were they were hitting as well. So we weren't necessarily able to pull away. It was kind of back and forth and I mean not, not even back and forth. They they had to leave for most of that first quarter and um so just to see those shots go in and hang with them though, it still calmed the nerves, just knowing that all right, we belong here now. Let's, let's go show them what we're about. And so I think it was, it was good, good in that aspect, but um, just, I think the thing about basketball, no matter what environment you're playing in, as soon as that ball goes up and um, you get going, you kind of forget about everything that's around you and you're just really focused on what's going on between those lines. So um, despite the, the atmosphere and all the, all the craziness going on around us, I, I think um, we were all pretty locked in as soon as as soon as the game started.
0: And then moving on the second quarter, I, I would call this the quarter of the dunk. Braden, you had an amazing back cut to get that in for a slam. Paxton jumped out of the arena to dunk on Amari Bailey there, and then of course Sierra had this alley oop play that they ran a couple of times <laughs> to get baskets. How I was defending that? How did you guys defend that? Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, go ahead, kid. <laughs> Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, it's hard to defend uh, like the first and the second time when you don't really know when to expect it. Um, so yeah, they, they definitely caught us on one. Um, the guy, I mean, that guy jumped super high. We hadn't, I don't think we've faced an athlete like that um, this season. So that was different um, knowing that the other team just not just pass around us, but pass over the zone um, that, that made it a different, it made it harder to defend them for sure. Um, And then in the the second half, I thought we did a good job of just kind of being physical and recognizing when they were trying to throw that lob pass um, and just not allowing them to, to just throw it up by the rim. So I think the biggest thing for us was just being physical. And um, just, if we recognize the cutter, just kind of hitting, hitting them with an arm bar and not allowing them to, to take off and get that lob.
1: Yeah, they, they got us a couple times with the, with the lob, I think Uh, a couple dunks, layups, but like Caden said, just the, we haven't really seen a team that, I mean, we've seen a couple athletic teams, but they, they were definitely probably the most athletic team we faced up to this point. And um, just being able to, to make passes like that over our zone, it, it makes it, makes it a bit easier to break. And, um, but we, I think we responded well offensively and also on the defensive end later in the game. Um, offensively, we continued to, we didn't back down. We, we kept hitting our shots. And like you said, we were able to get a couple dunks on, on back cuts, just reading the defense and uh, defensively we were, we were able to adjust on that, get more physical. We even, Later in the game, put put Ryan down low on the zone, so just have a have a bigger body down there to to um, hopefully affect the lobs. So, um, yeah, I think we, we made good adjustments with it, but they they definitely it was definitely something that we we haven't really seen a ton this year. You
0: guys are down twenty nine twenty five. Bobby hit a th- key three with three minutes left. Renfro fall- followed it up with another three. This is the big smile one that b thirty two thirty two. Ronnie then hit a three. So you guys are hanging with them right there. 35, 32 at the half. What was the mood in the locker room? Now, I, I I made sure to stay out of the locker room during halftime as a member of the press, but what was the mood in there?
1: I thought we, we just continued to stay confident. Um, we felt like we were right there and we were right where we needed to be um, to give ourselves a chance to win. They, we felt like they shot really good in that first half and hopefully they, they cooled down a little bit in the second half and, uh, we'd be able to capitalize off that, but uh we were really, really happy with how we played and just how almost loose we played and how we didn't really let the atmosphere affect us a ton in the first half.
2: The spirits um everybody's heads were up um we realized that um early on that we could we could definitely play with them they're humans too um and so I think in the first half we did a good job of just handling the ball initially against their pressure um, because, I mean, they, they, they're super athletic and they have a lot of length defensively, which can disrupt a lot of offenses. But I think we did a good job um, breaking their pressure and then attacking off of that to get easy buckets. Um, but, yeah, like you said, that we we're down 35-32 at halftime, but um, we just kind of went into the second half with the same mindset of just like a new game, 0-0. Zero, zero. And um, we knew if we played our game, um, we could we could stick around.
0: So third quarter, obviously it wasn't your guys' greatest quarters, but it showed a lot of heart in you guys. Amari Bailey hits a pounds-what dunk in around the six-minute mark. You guys were down 45 to 33 early and then down late again by 12, 53-41. But how are you guys able to claw and fight your way back and not fold over and just get blown out? That, that really shows a lot about the heart of this Lombard West team that uh, you guys didn't fold over.
2: Yeah, I would, I would just attribute it to the fact that, um, I mean, we were, we've been given this national opportunity to play one of the best teams in the country um, on the biggest stage. And we just, we didn't want to give in right then and there. Um, I mean, we, we still had another quarter left to play our heart out. So um, I think, um, we just we just continued to just play one possession at a time. Um, and we knew it was just a matter of getting stops and then also scoring on the other end. Um, so once we strung a few uh, stops and scores on the other end together, um, I think that we really started to claw back a little bit. And then, like I would say, in the middle of that fourth quarter, we really started to realize we had life left in us um, and the game was far from over.
1: We've never been really a group of guys to just kind of roll over and just give the game to the other team. I mean, um, we were down 12 and I don't think there was one person from from the starters to anybody on the bench who thought we we still don't have a chance in that game. So um, obviously being down 12 against a really good team like that, it's. It's we've got our challenges up up against us, but um I think we had a couple a couple big plays, a couple charges, uh, Andrews and one off the bench. that was a that was a big moment for us. and uh, just energy plays like that really, I think helped us get back into it, and um, we just kind of never backed down. We always just gave it our all
0: throughout. Andrew's uh big and one was the big momentum shift that got you guys back in the game. Not that you were ever out of it, but like really like brought the momentum back after uh, the energy had been sucked out of the arena by Brawny's threes, like a vacuum cleaner. And I thought Andrew right there, he made like national media from this, just being the shortest guy on the court with having the biggest heart, though, getting that and one, making the free throw, really brought the student section alive, brought the bench back. I think it brought everyone just back up
2: another level. Yeah, totally. I think it, um, just his and one and just seeing his energy afterwards and just realizing like, like he's the shortest guy on the court, but he's, he's got the biggest heart, uh, just really inspired our team. And um, we were just going to give it our all that final fourth quarter.
1: Yeah. Andrew, Andrew's never been the, the tallest guy on the court, but he's always just had such a big heart and such a, such a big competitive spirit. And I think seeing that seeing that, and one just kind of personified our whole team and what we're about. And after seeing that and kind of regaining this new life, it was, it was really big for us. And I think it showed us that we're just not going to – like this game's not over. And if Andrew can, can make a big play like that, the rest of us can step up too and make some plays to get us back in this game.
0: Stop and step up, did you guys? Just Caden, who's sitting right here. You made a very clutch three and then had another bucket right away to make it a 57-54 game. Really closed that gap with three minutes and a three and a half minutes left. And Bronny hit another three, but Bobby backed you up. It ba- ba- backed up with another three. It just shows how really you guys fight together. You live, you die together. Because I've i never seen such good team chemistry from any team in any sport than the 15 guys wearing the Glenbard West green and white.
1: Everybody... Plays for for the name on the front of their jersey. Nobody is kind of absorbed in in their personal stats or um, anything like that. Uh, we'll joke if any if anybody brings that up. We'll we'll kind of razz them a little bit and make sure they they kind of stay in line and uh, talk about team goals instead. And um, yeah, I think just the the great thing about our team is that anybody can make a big play for us and. Uh, the rest of us love it and embrace it instead of just wanting that, that moment just to themselves. So um, I think knowing that we all have trust in each other and we all believe that any one of us can make that, that big play to keep us in it or get us back into it is, is really a great, great trait for our team to have. And uh, it really helps us kind of establish that unselfishness.
2: Yeah, for sure. We've all been playing together since, feels like forever but um yeah so we we just have um incredible trust in each other um and so we know we know each how hard each of us have worked um on our games in the off season and stuff so we know um we know that whoever gets the opportunity is gonna give it their all and um and I think that that's what's so special about our team is we're just so unselfish and we don't care who necessarily fills up the stat sheet it's just about like brayden said the name on the front of our jersey and hopefully getting that win in the end
0: everyone contributes whether it's the starting five you guys jack coming in hitting the clutch three andrew bringing just bring always bringing the energy mr four five whether it's owen and joe just the managers on the bench or any of them on the bench uh glove d-man just all those guys Jo just gets the crap like I, I just said this, like, I've never seen such good team chemistry. And I think that's something you guys should take with high pride.
2: Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, then we...
0: Renfro. Oh, go ahead, Braden.
1: Oh no, it's all good. I really wasn't going to add anything special.
0: So. <laughs> all right. I was basically going to said, I was basically going to say uh, Renfro's block of Amari was very good. Cause it totally rocked their rhythm and led Braden to hitting maybe the most important shot of the game, which I don't know why you followed your shot. You ruined the highlight, but (laughs) you hit that three. And what's racing, what's racing through you uh, after that?
1: I think I came off uh, a handoff from Bobby and took like one or two dribbles and just pulled it. And I was like, all right, well, this doesn't go in. I need to, I need to get the rebound. Hopefully, hopefully either. Follow my shot with a make or kick it out to another shooter shooter because at that point we needed we needed some points so uh yeah and then that shot went in and I was just thinking all right time to sprint back to defense and hopefully get it hopefully get a stop and uh yeah I mean I think there was like a minute left and we were down four before that shot so um yeah just just kind of really focused in on on that play in that moment and uh, after that, then focused on the next thing, and getting that stop.
0: And got that stop, you guys did. And then you had the ball with about 40 seconds left. And then Caden was dribbling. Coach O obviously called a timeout. Would you, did you guys want to hold the ball originally for the, to have that last shot, either win or lose situation, buzzer beater? But because you guys did end up doing a back cut play to Paxton, which ended up working in the end. But what was going on in that little uh, timeout?
2: Yeah, so our strategy um, coming out of timeout, I think there was, I want to say, like thirty-three seconds left. Um, we had the ball coming out of the, on the sideline, so we we kind of knew um, we knew they had a super, a super aggressive defender uh, number two, who we thought we could take advantage of with a back cut. And so our game plan was just run one of our best sideline out of bounds out of bounds sets. Um, to try to isolate him for a back cut. And so Paxton, uh, he happened to be guarding Paxton. And uh, so we ran the play for him and packing had a great cut and I found him. And our game plan was if if that was not there, we were going to hold it for one. And I think Coach O said during the huddle, if, <laughs> if that play is not there, we're going to get the ball to Braden and just let him go to work. So, uh, but I mean, luckily the back cut worked.
1: Knowing the outcome now, I mean – it would have been nice not to give him that last shot. But in the moment it was a great play drawn up by Coach O and um it was it worked out perfectly for us. It was exactly what we wanted. Paxton got a good look and uh, got sent to the free throw line and we got the chance to to tie it up and um yeah, that's all that's all we could have asked for. Obviously they they got the they got the chance at the end of the game to win it and it didn't necessarily go our way but uh, I think we're happy with just putting the ball in Paxton's hand in that hands in that moment and um, allowing him to to tie up that game.
0: Yeah, so Dylan Dylan Matoyer, not Meteor, which Caden is yelled at that <laughs> <That's> me <laughs> <fire>. <laughs> all all week for uh Matoyer for calling a Meteor. But Dylan Matoyer hit that game winning three. It truly was heart or heart Heartbreaking. You can tell by Paxton's reaction. You can tell by your guys's reactions. Run just. The whole when ESPN pans to our student section. It looked like that one game when Michigan State returned that uh, punt, blocked that punt against Michigan. <laughs> but let me spin this to you. As, as awesome as winning that game would have been, is this loss more valuable towards the main goal down the stretch, which is to win a
2: state championship? Yeah, I definitely think um... – this loss. Yeah. Like you said, it would have obviously been amazing to win the game, but this loss definitely, um, it definitely benefited us in many different ways. I think if I remember right after the game, um, right after they hit that shot, we all kind of huddled up around their free throw line and we kind of just talked to each other and we're like, Hey, this, this just proves that we can play with anybody, anybody in the country. And, um, so that's definitely a huge confidence boost for us going forward. Just knowing that we can play, um, with not just people in the state, but national, uh, powerhouses as well. And then I think this game, um, it really takes a lot of pressure off of us just having that one loss now, because there was a lot of conversation the past two, three weeks about the, um, like the last time there's been a, an undefeated team in Illinois. I think it was like 1993. Um, so obviously we're disappointed that we lost, but it's, it's definitely, uh, it definitely relieves a lot of pressure off of us. And so we can kind of just play our game without necessarily getting all that um, added media pressure um, from reporters and stuff.
1: There's, there's no moral victories for us. And I think just, being as competitive as we are we would have loved to win that game and uh it was definitely sad to see it uh have see that shot go in for for us to lose that way but like Caden said there's a lot we can take away from it a lot we can learn um and just I looking back at that film there's there's a lot of stuff we can kind of especially late in game moments that we don't necessarily see ourselves in all the time. Just learning from those, uh, it'll for sure help us uh, towards our goals of, of a state championship.
0: Yeah, you guys uh, notice any of the celebrities in the crowd uh, during the game, or did you not find out about that till after?
2: Yeah i I didn't understand. I mean, I mean, I knew. Amari Bailey's mom was going to be there. Um, I I just assumed she was going to be there. I guess you can call her a celebrity. Uh, (laughs) But I didn't realize that DeMar DeRozan and uh, what's his name? Javante Green. Javante Green. uh, Yeah. G. Herbo. And yeah, G. Herbo too. I didn't realize they were there until halftime. I think somebody mentioned it to me. And then I was like, wow, like this is pretty special that um, people are coming to watch well, I wouldn't say they came to watch us play, but they came to watch Bronny play, but they're also, Bronny and Amari play, but they're also playing against us. And I think we definitely showed out um, and we proved we can, we can play with anybody and I hope we we impress some people.
1: Yeah. I found out around halftime too. Uh, I think somebody, somebody told us and um, yeah, it was awesome. Obviously um DeMar DeRozan and Javante Green they're they're having a great year on the on the Bulls and uh I think for them to take time out of their days and uh watch us play our high school game at that level it's it's really it's really cool to see and um obviously um those guys are are just great players and for them to watch us it, it was it was awesome
0: well yeah, Braden and uh, uh one of the videos I filmed courtside uh for Sports Center, uh I it was a uh, three of you and I panned to you running down the court and the student section, and Damar's just looking directly at me into the camera. And that was that was pretty sweet. Along with uh Damar, I caught him in the video, just all smiles after uh Andrews and one. And one one final take from me here is just The box line or the box the box score the stat line for you guys, every single starter was in double digits points. It just shows you guys share the wealth. You guys play well together. Best team chemistry I've ever seen. You you did your job. You proved that you belong there. I bet Sierra Canyon probably walked in saying we're gonna blow these guys out by twenty, but and you guys stood your ground and defended your turf.
1: Yeah, I mean they regardless of, of how they came in or what they came in thinking, um, we knew going in, I think that we, we had a shot and we all felt confident that we could, we could compete with the best of them. And we were really excited for the moment. Obviously, like you said, we, we were able to defend our turf to, to a certain extent, obviously we, we didn't get the, get the job done fully, but, um, they, we, we were just, we able to show people that, that, a public school who doesn't necessarily get the opportunity to recruit can, can play with some of these, these national teams who get that opportunity. And I thought that was, that was really cool for us.
2: Yeah, I think um, just that box score definitely shows um, that it's not just a one or two man show for our team. It really is um, all five starters. And even, even the guys off the bench can really hurt you on any given night. Um, so I think that shows how special our team is and our team chemistry, um, and I think that that definitely helps us in, um, playing against elite level competition like Sierra Canyon.
0: Okay, I well, lied. I have one more final thought, and this is mostly for Braden, but Caden, you could definitely answer this. Uh, what were your thoughts on um, uh, the Cap Man, David Kaplan, uh, talking about your cooking skills live during the telecast on ESPN?
1: There's a podcast called Zoomer Sports the Art Sports that covers Glenburg West. And I learned, so he's got a class he's taking, Mrs. McBride's seventh period culinary class. He's one of the best cooks. He's there with his group members, Bella and Andrew loves cooking as much as he does basketball. It was it was crazy. I mean, I don't know if I'm I'm that good of a cook as how he made it out to be, but you're just um, as
0: good as a chef as you are a basketball player. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't know about that. Um I must I must not be a very good basketball player, but um it's it was it was it was really cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh we have a lot of fun in our in our culinary class, you know that and for, to get that to get that little shout out it was it was a good laugh we had in in our class today.
0: Yeah, and just uh we brain we have to figure out how to braid some dough for tomorrow because uh (laughs) bella's off the hook while we mess around most of the classes and i'm gonna let i'm gonna let you guys go now i thought it was a great episode um great to be back in the studio for the first time in three months for myself obviously a little bit of rust there but glad to be back and uh our zoomer athlete interviews will take place as soon as my other microphone gets here so i'll be doing one-on-one interviews with these two guys here, Brayden and Caden, getting to know the, their true selves, their identities, how, how they are on and off the court. Bobby, Paxton, Renfro, of course. we got some other ones in store. Kyle, Audrey. So it's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for having us on.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Good luck the rest of the year. I'll be in the student section or film and court side. Uh, until for hows lo- for our, for our, Jesus for however <laughs> as long as we go, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna end it here. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow these guys on Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, what are your guys's ats?
1: Um, I'm at Braden Huff underscore twenty one on Instagram. Braden Huff dash seven, I think on Twitter. I don't even know.
2: I'm not sure. And I am uh, Caden Pierce underscore three on Instagram and Caden M Pierce eight on Twitter, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Make sure you follow Zoomer on
0: Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, give us a five-star rate on Apple Podcasts. Anything to do to grow the show. Uh, you can follow me at Andrew Moody underscore underscore on Instagram. Thank you, guys, for listening. And Caden and Braden, thanks for coming on. Good night, everyone.